0: past, threw the guy out based on the color of his skin, and spoke to him in such a way, with such disdain, because he's a white person. And we understand why he's racist, because he pointed it out himself. He went to jail for this stuff. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, uh, he has no right to feel this way. Of course he does. But are we then to continue to tolerate the racism? Because okay. it's damaging the people on the ground. We mentioned Pravin Gordon in his situation. It wasn't the students of Wits it was a tiny minority of half man, half biscuit morons potentially who just wanted to be disruptive, you know, potentially, because most of the students were arguing with the small group of students that were causing the trouble. It wasn't the people, the majority of the people who wanted to disrupt. They wanted but, to but listen but they why, wanted to what But why, ask why,
1: questions. why, why did why do you call them call them morons when they are students who are enrolled for academic programs and wanted to engage with the minister?
0: Oh, okay. So I referred to them in that way in terms of the statement that Pravin Gordon's office made, that they were there guided politically yes, but you in terms them of morons. wanting to be dis... Okay, perhaps I was incorrect in doing that. I mean, I don't even know the, the, the status of, the, of the, uh, the students that were there. And perhaps it was wrong of me to assume that they were morons. But from the statement, it was that they were deliberately there to disrupt... And they were coached politically to do so. They were the minority, and they weren't there to be objective, they were there to be. Rough.
1: I don't know. (laughs) I I don't think I'll agree with you on that one, Dean, but it's okay. Uh, We we can agree to disagree on on this one. I think that had there actually been an opportunity to hear what many of those students in the room would have to say, perhaps there would have been a lot more that came out of yesterday's session. All right, it's just after 10 o'clock, and Musa has your latest news.
2: Independent and impartial. This is SAFM News.
3: In our top stories, four robbery suspects arrested in Kailicha and ousted former president returns to Burkina Faso. Good morning. Cape Town Metro Police members, with the help of the public and security guards, have arrested four suspects following a robbery of a business property in Kailicha. Police spokesperson Ruth Solomon says the men aged between 22 and 35 have been detained at the police station in the neighbourhood on charges of business robbery and possession of stolen property. Solomon says eyewitnesses put police on the trail of the alleged robbers.
4: Officers on patrol in the area were alerted to the robbery, with bystanders pointing out the suspects getting into a Toyota Quantum. The officers chase and apprehended all four suspects with the help of security guards and bystanders. Security video footage
3: at the store positively identified the suspects. Today marks exactly a year since the looting of businesses and vandalism of infrastructure in KwaZulu-Natal in Gauteng. The unrest followed the arrest of former President Jacob Zuma after he defied the Constitutional Court's instruction for him to appear before the Commission of Inquiry into state capture. Over 300 people died, Fusima Kusini reports.
2: The trail of destruction from last year's civil unrest remains in several parts of Durban. The multi-million rent-bridge city shopping centre in Guamashu was guttered, looted and part of it torched by looters. Hundreds of people who were employed at the mall from the area are still without jobs as reconstruction efforts are underway. The unrest severely crippled the economy, causing food shortages and affecting major services.
3: Meanwhile, the KwaZulu-Natal Premier, Sihle Zikalala will today visit some areas that the unrest affected the most. It's part of the reconstruction process after several businesses and trading areas were destroyed. According to Durban Chamber of Commerce and Industry, 16,000 businesses were affected, jeopardising over 9,000 jobs. Several businesses were forced to close in the two provinces. The ANC's 14th Gauteng Conference, which will resume in Benoni, East of Johannesburg this weekend, will focus on policy discussions. The province elected the top five, with Banyaz Ali Sufi as the party's provincial chairperson. But the conference failed to conclude its business two weeks ago. Delays, bogus delegates, a court interdict and quarantine votes marked the hotly contested conference. The ANC national spokesperson Pulema, says the party is dealing with the quarantine votes.
2: It's an internal matter of the African National Congress. It is being attended to with the relevant offices. Both the SGO and the PSO assist with this matter.
3: The former president of Burkina Faso, Blaise Kampure, has returned to his country after spending seven years in exile. The government says he's there to hold talks with the military junta as part of reconciliation efforts. In April this year, Kampure was given a life sentence in absentia for his role in the assassination of the country's revolutionary leader, Thomas Sankara, during the coup that brought him to power 35 years ago. It's not clear whether to a judicial process now that is back in Burkina Faso. Lawyers representing the family of Sankara have called for his arrest. And finally, senior politicians in Britain have warned that the country's government faces months of paralysis if Boris Johnson continues to serve as Prime Prime Minister, despite resigning as Conservative Party leader. The former British Prime Minister John Major has called on Johnson to go immediately. The former Conservative Cabinet Minister Andrew Mitchell has set out what he wants to see in a new leader.
5: We need to have a leader who is unsullied by the mistakes, particularly in the tone of the government, as well as some of its actions. It needs to be someone clearly with experience. And finally, I think it does need to be someone who is patently moral and decent.
3: Recapping the top story, Cape Town Metro Police members, with the help of the public and security guards, have arrested four suspects following a robbery of a business property in Kailicha. For SFM News, I am Ann Musa.
2: The global theme for Mandela Month this year is, do what you can with what you have, wherever you are.
5: You have a limited time to stay on earth. You must try and use that period for the purpose of transforming your country into what you desire it to be. Nasa
2: leading the conversation this Mandela month. From the pitter-patter of baby feet to watching them skip into preschool, walk down the aisle or step into their new career, our children are our priority make sure you secure their next steps today get your will in place with south africa's leading wills and estate specialists capital legacy search capitallegacy.co.za or speak to your financial advisor capital legacy is a registered fsp underwritten by god risk life a licensed life insurer hey buddy it's me your car wow we've been through a lot over the years eh? Many roads, many towns, so many memories. (laughs) But listen, it's time to move on, eh? Go and get yourself a fresh new ride. But just promise me one thing. Let me go the right way. Let me go to We Buy Cars. We Buy Cars. The best way to sell your car by far. SFM has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to giving news that is accurate, comment that is fair, and programming that is not harmful, does not amount to hate speech, or contain violence, or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, then you can inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. P.O. Box 142365, call 2024 fax to 011-326-3198 or an email to bccsa at nabsa.co.za for more information please visit www.bccsa.co.za the talking point with kathy Motsasana, weekdays 9am till midday
1: Now, after 10 o'clock, welcome to the second hour of The Talking Point. Coming up in this hour, we're going to be taking a look at the Traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act. Of course, part of what it does is that it will allow the Khoisan people, especially uh, the traditional leaders, to be officially recognized within the National House of uh, Traditional Leaders. We'll be talking a little bit more about uh, some of the changes that will be enacted by the act and also how it is being received more broadly. Uh, by members of the Khoisan community before we get to that let me read some of the messages that you've been sending through yes on social media I know you guys always shout at me Kathy you don't read our messages on social media I am reading the messages on social media as Zaki Tabula says uh, Kathy politicians must not talk about poor people they don't know what it means to be poor if they understood what it means they were not going to give people 350 Rand a month and think that we can buy food for an entire month. Uh, says uh, the problem with many of us black South Africans is that we're good at complaining instead of offering solutions. Hashtag Bravin Gordon last night's disruption is a sign of poverty ideas among the youth. Uh, one other message, Tabang Mutzuhi says uh, let us please not give credence to the nefarious claims by unknown forces to undermine the state as alleged by Godan. The ANC has done a wonderful job of that and he suggests that we read his book there uh, Tabang mutsohi The Unending Struggle for Relevance uh, that's what he's uh, pointing us to Sabatle Kosimate says, uh, uh, says that South Africa agreed on this one the emotional Begikaele was knocked out TKO the truth pierced him like a spark spear um, that young man was factual, unapologetic unapologetic yet not hostile as a nation we're currently on life support waiting for any stage of load shedding to bring us to the flat line at the moment we are literally living by faith Uh, those are just some of the messages on social media let me take uh, one or two voice notes before we get into our 10 o'clock conversation
2: Morning, 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 says Getty and the listeners of SAFM. (laughs) You know what? I like what is happening. I really like what is happening. These people deserve everything that is happening to them. They can't give answers when the questions are asked. They spin around, they can't give straight, direct answers. And they get frustrated the students did the right thing fire the firemen <laughs> they're all gonna lose their jobs one day these madalas their time is finished Thank you thank you then you get day Then you get d hi kathy good morning this is my table we're in trouble in this country i sometimes think like these ministers in the cabinet of Sir Ramaphosa, they don't even know how much is a liter of petrol. You know, listening to the callers every day who are crying about three hundred and fifty grand. I don't know what can I buy with three hundred and fifty rand. Myself, I don't know, I don't know. Oil, cooking oil is hundred and something rand. Ten kg of rice is hundred and fifty rand. What must we buy with this three fifty? Do they think about? poor people, who, uh, who they say they are leading. Good morning, this is Agima Table. Here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> SAFM, 105 FM in Mokobane.
1: Well, the chairperson of the Commission on Khoisan Matters, Professor Nico Buerta, says they're happy that the Khoisan people are finally recognized in the National House of Traditional Leaders after some protracted delays. He says the commission is now working on all claims lodged from the Khoisan who want recognition. The Traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act 3 of 2019 will ensure that Khoisan leaders are also recognized as public office bearers. Well, let's listen to part of what uh, the chairperson of the Commission had to say yesterday.
3: So we've been busy for the last nine months in terms of putting our infrastructure in place that includes the application form or the template Khoisan communities and Khoisan leaders will have to use for if they want to apply for recognition. And, and we have put in place all of the related pieces of infrastructure so that the Commission can be able to do its, its work
1: well, to help us unpack exactly what this act means, let's welcome onto the show uh, Chief Crawford Fraser. Uh, chief Crawford Fraser is also somebody who has applied to be recognised as a chief under this legislation. Chief Fraser, good morning to you. Thanks for your time.
5: Hi, I reckon I I was just saying good morning. I'm very well, thank you. And how are you all?
1: Well, well, thank you. Thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, Pastor Jan Bekis is the spokesperson uh, for the Khoi community in the Nelson Mandela Bay region. Pastor Bekis, good morning.
5: Good morning.
1: All right. Pastor Bekis, uh, I'm struggling to hear you there. Not sure if you can speak a little bit louder for me. Uh, I don't know if it's the connection. Can you hear me loud and clear?
5: Yes, I can hear you loud and clear that I'm here out here in the park and sometimes in the community. But uh, good morning to everybody and to all the listeners. Thank you for having me.
1: All right. Yeah, that, that's certainly a, a lot better. Firstly, I, I want to look more broadly at, you know, at this traditional and, and Khoisan Leadership Act and talk about... Um, the significance of this act when it comes to the official recognition of leaders in the Khoisan community. Chief Fraser?
5: Uh, Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, good morning to all the listeners of SAFM. Um, Ma'am, can you just repeat your question, please?
1: So I was asking you about the significance of this act, particularly as it seeks to give formal recognition to Khoisan leaders.
5: Yeah. Ma'am, the, the significance about the act, it, I will describe it in a few words in English, at last. It took, it took a while, it took some time. At least we have arrived at this juncture where South African government will give official recognition, although I don't understand the terminology, official recognition, because I can't be recognized. I can only be acknowledged because I'm recognized by the fact that I was born, bred and buttered as a descendant of the Khoi and the San. So no one else can recognize me except myself. Government can only acknowledge me. But to answer your question, the significance about this Act 3 2019 um, has put us as the coi and son in that position where we can be part and parcel of decision-making um, of decision making in this country. And for that, we are very grateful because we can't wait. Our people are currently suffering outside, and the, the more we are excluded in decision-making, the more our people will suffer. So the significance about this act, the significance about this act is that one day we, as the Khoi and the San, will then be, will then be in a position to partake in decision making.
1: You know, I, I think it's not to be underestimated what you are saying about uh, what it means to be formally recognised, because even though this act, uh, you know, came into effect from the first of April. The Council has been fighting, the National Khoisan Council has been fighting for the longest time to have it take place and to have this uh, you know, formal recognition take place. What, what did that say to you about the position of the Khoisan community and how the national government was looking on this matter?
5: Ma'am, unfortunately, I wasn't part and parcel of the National Coy and Sun Council and uh, the debates and the arguments that they had around table with the government. However, what I can say is that we as the uh, Coy and the Sun, especially within the Eastern Cape, especially here in Kabeja, we do believe in law, processes, and results. And we do believe there are some things that takes time. Although I firmly believe that it took us too long to get to this juncture, but we have arrived here. So what we're going to do now is that we will take the discussions from this point onwards, because crying over why it took so long is going to get me nowhere anyway. So we have to talk about the fact that we are here now, and we're going to talk about it because we are here.
1: Mm. Pastor Becky's. Let's then talk about you know what what it effectively means for the leadership of the Khoisan. pastor becky's
5: uh
1: uh... all right that line to pastor becky's uh isn't great i think there's something uh, wrong with that line we're going to try and redial him up we'll continue the conversation after this
0: momentum believes
2: that your will should be done your way That's why we created Momentum Life Estate Provider Benefit, a comprehensive solution that includes a professionally drafted will and provides for estate administration costs, liabilities, and taxes. Ensure that your family receives exactly what you will to them. Visit Momentum.coza or contact your financial advisor. Momentum, here for your journey to success. T's and C's apply. Momentum's an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. Hashtag Mandela Day 2022. You can never have an impact
4: on society if you have not changed yourself.
2: The call to action is for us to identify those in need around us and do what we can to make a difference for them. Make every day a Mandela Day on SAFM.
1: We continue the conversation this morning. We're looking at understanding the Traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act. Joining us for the conversation today, Chief Crawford Fraser. He's also one of the individuals that is currently undergoing the process of uh, officially applying to be formally recognized. Pastor Jan Bekies is the spokesperson for the Khoi community in the Nelson Mandela Bay region. Pastor Beckies, good morning to you again. I hope the, the light is better this time around.
5: Hi, good morning, again, Kitty. I hope it's better now because I found a better space to stand
1: on. Yes, I, I, I can hear you much better now, Pastor Bekis. I was asking the question. You know, what does this act mean for the development of the Uh Yes,
5: yes, Kitty. K- I, I, am I, 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 run uh, for the understanding that. Uh, For so long, we have been out there in the cold. For so long, our leaders have been shouting and fighting from a distance. So uh, we are so happy that for the first time we are invited in. What I mean by that is uh, we are no longer out there and we can also uh, fight better for our people. The difference is sometimes when you work with a community like me, you are uh, experiencing firsthand. hand the suffering of our people. Uh, and we as leaders try our utmost best to get the best for our people. But I have learned that to call from a distance won't really have any effect on the years of your request.
4: For <laughs> many
5: years, we can now sit at the table and we can call and make our demands at the table instead of being outside in the cold. All of us know that uh, for years we were not part and parcel of the decision-making of our government. But we must give credit to the present government for giving us an opportunity. As my fellow chief has said, uh, it's not recognized. We uh, we can't be recognized because we were here. We were here from the beginning. We were only out left there in the cold. But uh, with this bill, open doors for us. And I believe it will give us some place in our beloved country. It will give us a place where we as a Koi and the Sand people will be seen by fellow South Africans, Mm. not as an alien nation, not as people that cannot play a role in the development or the upbringing of our country. So I and my community are very happy for the bell uh, that it put us in an opportunity and a place where we can really, really put up a positive fight for our people to bring uh, a, a, a better uh, lifestyle and a uh, future for our people.
1: So so, so Pastor Becky, speak to me just on a practical level how you believe that this is going to give you a seat at the table, give you more of a voice than perhaps what you believe you've always had?
5: Uh, first of all, uh, the, just to know that the name Hoy and ben has been part of the legislature now. Uh, when we step into whatever chamber we're going to step in it's already administratively put as a fact that we are there, we are no longer just topic somewhere. We are there and we can search. So when I get a mandate from my people, I'm not going to stand at the door. So that gives me confidence in placing my request. It gives me confidence
4: in taking my request for the right favor. Because sometimes we... We we are not giving an uh, 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 opportunity
5: opportunity to talk to the right people that can bring change into our people. Like being part of the traditional, I understand, leaders and even in South Africa, it means a lot to us. For the first time, we as, as 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 a people can stand up and we can we can say, listen, we are here.
1: We are here at the table. And without us. Chief Fraser, let me come back to you because um, when they when when the work was being done talking about um, this act coming into effect from, from the first of, of April, um, there was a lot of talk about the need to engage communities and help them understand the application process, the criteria uh, for one to be able to qualify. Um, as somebody who has submitted an, an application, what was your experience of that process? Ma'am, the, uh, the
5: application is opened on the 30th of March, 2022 and we, as the, um, I'm the paramount chief of the Lynx Royal House within the Eastern Cape. Our house, I have 10 different regional leaders under me, which, uh, which accumulate to 10,000 members currently within the Eastern Cape. And we were the first people that did a submission on the 30th of March 2022. The reason for that was why we wanted to be the first to submit it's because we believe in law, processes, and results. So we were waiting for the law. We followed the processes. Now we just expect the results. The questions on those um, on, and that application, it's very straightforward. And uh, it didn't take us a long time to complete the application because we had interaction with the commission before they launched
0: um, their,
5: their roadshows throughout South Africa because we did phone in and to ask some questions for clarity based on certain specific questions. For example, we know that in the act, it speaks of only a senior coil and son leader and then also a branch head. In our culture, we don't have branch heads. We don't know what is branch heads, but according to the act, there is a branch head. So we ask for clarity from the commission based on the fact because the way we work in the Lynx Royal House, I'm going to speak from the the perspective of the Eastern Cape because nationally I'm the spokesperson of the Lynx Royal House and my king is King Michael Lynx. Now they don't make provision for kingship although we have a king. But in our submission we made it clear to the commission that this is how we work. We have 18, I am the paramount chief within the Lynx Royal House. Then I have chiefs under me, and then those chiefs all have their own senior Hetman and senior headwomen and hetman and headwomen. So we, in our application, we told and we wrote down how our hierarchy works within the Lynx Royal House. So although the commission doesn't make provision for our hierarchy and how we work, we did that submission so that the commission can know and government can know this is how the Lynx Royal House works.
1: Were, were you surprised by the fact that this wasn't factored in from the beginning?
5: Ma'am, to be honest with you, I believe, remember this is what I believe, mm. There are other people that might not believe the way I believe. But this is what I believe. I wasn't shocked when what we expected was not included. But that still doesn't change the, the fact of who I am. I know who I am. I won't be shocked and be confused by other people's interpretation about me. For example... If you try to rescue a snake from a fire and the snake bites you, it's in the nature of the snake to bite. But my character is to help. Mm. So even if the snake wants to bite me, the snake won't change my character because I know who I am. Even if this commission does not include the fact that I have a king, I will not stop respecting and be submissive under my king although this, sub- this commission does not allow kingship. That is something that will be talked around a table mm. where I'm going to be allowed to speak my mind. And please believe me, I can't wait for that day where I can be part and parcel of redirecting and correcting. Remember now, as long as the lion don't tell the story, The hunter will for always
1: receive the glory. All right. Chief Fraser, I'm going to ask you just to hold it there. It's 10.30 and Musa has your latest news update.
2: SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation.
1: We continue the conversation this morning. We're looking at the Traditional and Kwe San Leadership Act, and that, of course, that has triggered now a process that will allow for the formal recognition of leaders of the Khoi and San community, particularly under the National House of Traditional Leaders. We're in conversation with Chief Crawford Fraser and Pastor Jan Bekis, who is the spokesperson for the Khoi community in Nelson Mandela Bay. Chief Fraser, I want to stay with this issue um, of, of 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 the criteria that is being used under this act to then formally recognize leaders. Because what you're saying to me suggests that there could well be some level of disagreement, and, and you'll correct me if, if I'm reading it wrongly, that there could be some level of disagreement in terms of the g- characterization of, of who is seen as a leader and who isn't seen as a leader in the Coinsound community?
5: Ma'am, let me try to put it this way. Uh, remember, I'm not very good in English because English is not my language. And you won't be able to, to interview me in my language. But uh, let me try to assist. Um, when, when the commission was put together, like what I believe, there are things in this life Mm -hmm. that really we need to ask God to grant us the serenity to accept the things that we can't change, but also to understand, have wisdom to understand the difference. Now, when people put something in front of me, this is how I believe. And I know that there's nothing that I can do about that now. It doesn't mean I won't change it. I will still change it. So the the current criteria that they put in place for someone to identify himself as one, as a senior COI leader or as a branchet per the act. Now, there are two ways that you can be, I'm going to use the word formally recognized because you were using the word. There are two ways that you can be formally recognized. One, you have to to give proof that you are born in the bloodline of that leadership. Mm. And secondly, it is and a point of reference from the community side that the community has put you on that position uh, through processes. Now, the way we work in the Lynx Royal House in the Eastern Cape, any leader that stands in the position as a leader, the community must put him there. So when I go as a paramount chief appointed by my king, when I went through the Eastern Cape uh, talking to the... Uh, the different communities that exist within the framework of the Eastern Cape, I then identify leaders. Then I told those leaders, go back home, go do your homework, check where are you from, and then you must have permission from your family that endorse your leadership. So that person must first go and get endorsement from the family. After the endorsement from the family, go back to the community. Let the community then appoint you as our leader, once you have those two endorsements one from the family second from the community then you go through a what we call a cultural induction then I take you through a now in our culture there are six different nows the first one is birth the second one is a it's a nabab the third one is a the fourth one is a is marriage the fourth one is leadership and the sixth one is funeral or burials so when you are identified and endorsed by your family Identified and endorsed by your community, and then certainly you will be identified and then endorsed by the cultural fraternity within the in the region, which where I fall as the paramount chief. Then I will take you through a now, which is the first now in our culture, which is a leadership now. Then once you are in that position as a cultural leader of the region, it's your responsibility to appoint then your coun your council and then take people through as head, as senior headman, senior headwoman, headman and headwoman. Now, the criteria that is set according to the Act 3, it does not go along the lines the way we work.
1: I, I, I see. So so, so, do you think that they there could be ways in which some people who would have a rightful claim to this recognition, where they might not be, um, th- th- where, where they might not be successful because of, of that discrepancy.
5: Discrepancy in what?
1: So, so I'm saying because they they, they, they how the process works is not necessarily how the criteria is set out of of electing leadership, it, the, the two are not speaking to each other. That, that's what you're saying to me. That what there, the there, act, are, yeah? there are
5: two criterias yes. according to the Act. There are two criterias. The one, you must be born into leadership. And the second one, you can be elected by the community. Now, most of the leaders that falls under me were elected mm. by their communities. Mm. So they do fall under that criteria. The only dispute that I have is the way we work, according to us, in the Lynx Royal House. Mm. We have a paramount chief, then I have chiefs under me, then under the chiefs we have senior headman and senior headwoman, and then we have headman and headwoman. Now, according to that structure that we are operating in, it doesn't speak what is currently within the Act 3 of 2019. However, we are not going to contest that and dispute that for now, okay. For now, it's important for us as a people. Remember, the only reason why we were doing the Act 3 of 2019 is because of our people. To, uh, a few months, a few months ago, we had people whose cattle was impounded. There was one specific uncle; he's over 80 years old. His 14 cattle was impounded. You know what's the reason why our people get like impounded? is because we don't have land. If we had land for grazing purposes, our cattle wouldn't have wandered around and then be impounded. And then the uncle was asked to pay 46,000 rand to get, back, to get back his cattle. After he struggled to get at least 21,000, the people who impounded his animals told him it's no longer 46,000. It's now 96,000 rand. Mm. So there's a lot of things that our people are currently suffering because of there is no space around the table for us to make decisions. And the people who are making this, the decisions currently are not favoring our people. Mm. Our people are, like now, I'm not talking to you. I don't know, can you hear the trucks passing me? I'm currently busy hiking now as I speak. I'm hiking. I'm standing uh, next to the road waiting for someone to pick me up to take me to Somerset East for a meeting. Now I'm, I'm, I'm hiking As a paramount chief, I'm on the road hiking because I don't have financial support from government. Mm. I don't have administrative support from government. And they said when this Act 3 of 2019 is concluded, we will then have administrative support and financial support.
1: Mm yeah you, you've made you've made the point very very well there chief Fraser I'm going to ask you to stay on the line we're going to take a quick break and then I'm also going to take more of the of our callers who want to contribute uh, to this conversation
2: the talking point with kathimo Saana weekdays 9 a.m till midday.
1: Let me quickly go to Pastor Jan Bekies before I take some of our callers. Uh, Pastor Bekies, is there anything else that, that you want to add uh, before I start taking some callers on this conversation?
5: Yes, yes, Katie, thank you. Uh you. Uh, we struggling for so long to accept this deal, although it is not uh, although it is the thing that we want uh, we really accept it because nothing in South Africa is there and cannot be changed. We accept it because we really want to play by the rules. If we want to play by by the rules, it
0: will
5: <laughs> that we can then down and, uh, change this because the people in the ceremony... All
1: oh, right, Pastor the We're going to have to try and call you again because it also sounds like you're out on the road. Let me go to Cockstad Cyril. Good morning.
5: Oh, good morning, Kathy. My favorite subject. But I'm a returning a
4: student.
5: I observe that Mr. Crawford is getting uh, ample air time. There, I wish I can get such an uh, 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 air time. But anyway, let me get to the Uh, uh The chairperson of the commission, Mr. Bota, or Professor Bota, rather, uh, he visited Gauzine Hell. and uh, from my, what I heard, and, and that's correct, that he only visited one place in, in every province. Now, that is already a concern. You'll agree with me, I think. But let me get to the act. This act. Before I even interrogate act, I must ask myself, as a South African citizen, I'm a, a democratic country, I'm guided by the highest law in the country, the constitutional court, what is there that I marginalize as a citizen, a Christian person? That's my first question. Because even a foreigner, after the Chinese, they benefit what all South Africans are benefiting. So I must ask, why am I buying into this? Of 2019. Now, here is my take. In our party government, there was a window dressing of the previous government bringing in the House of Reps and the House of Delegates and excluding the blacks in particular. I, am, I think you're aware of that. Now comes this act. It's none other exactly doing what our party government is doing. What am I talking about? Let's get to the Constitution. What is it that I'm going to get? If I'm a citizen, right, I'll get everything that the Constitution is uh, 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 giving me. Right. Now, the Party, I've been preaching this, and I want the chairperson to answer this rather than Fraser, but Frazier can answer it too. Now, there is no traditionally leader what outland. That is in effect, and the deputy uh, 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 Minister of uh, Culture, Mr. Orbit, have emphasized this. And it's common cause. You don't need to, to be told. Now, in the Constitution, the poison land is marginalized. You cannot claim your land before 1913. The Khoisan has lost their land. Now, what are you going to benefit out of this, except that you as a leader will be paid when you're on local government, provincial government, and whatever spheres of government. That is the attraction here. And Fraser must admit to this, that the Eastern Cape, they are first to buy into this. But we've got nine provinces. I think that is, we can only do justice to bring this topic up again so that we're not getting caught away. So that is mm-hmm. not a silly uh, a Fraser, but the truth of the matter. So and the so, truth so, of so, the matter so, so so is we are so, so,
1: so Cyril, beyond the, the idea of just a few people benefiting, um, as you have described from this from this official recognition, do you believe that what is being said about giving these leaders um, a, an opportunity to influence policy, to have a say at, a, at the table, do you believe that that won't happen? Cathy,
5: Cathy, I am grassroots. But it does not take a rocket scientist to know how law is made. Law is made by parliamentarians. We have the governing party with so many seats that if you only change the constitution, you need two tests to amend it. That has happened. The EFF called for expropriation of our compensation. That was the first step, and it was done. Now it's in the hands of the politicians. We can bark, and we can bark, and we can lament. And how are we know our history. But until the parliamentarians amend the constitution to bring in the Khoisan, then we can talk about we are free in South Africa. The Khoisan, with other people have fought for this country. And not what Taylor is saying. Yes, he's saying what he said. But we all put some weight to this, that this country is now in, uh, in democracy. But it's not the truth, and everybody knows. That the Khoisan marginalize. there are marginalized. the whites in the free states, and as you can see, it's a matter of black and white. When this race work comes in, it's black and white to, uh, to each other's throats. But it is a fact that the land belongs to the Khoisan, and now we've got an act that's marginalizing us. And I don't know, so many kings and queens in the Khoisan, is that not a laughing shock? But anyway, that bridge will not uh, pass it. We can only benefit out of this if the Constitution is amended, and that is it. But All bring right. us, bring us topic back, and then we'll have the facts. All because right. we are sitting now in Cox's, where land is invaded, and if you read the it, and Post, you will see that land is in- invaded, and that land belongs to government, and i called the minister to come, she has promised to come back in May, and the chief commissioner made a promise to come back to the SAFM. but I don't know whether the media is captured or what. Help me out, Cathy, and be the hero, and I'll put a ferry in your cap. Uh, mm-hmm. S- S-
1: Cyril, let's leave it there. Uh, Cynthia in Johannesburg, good morning. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, yes, can
4: you hear me? Yeah. Yes, uh, I can. I hear the detractors saying. I am just happy for the first step, which is the official recognition. Mm. I'm ill to hear my language. I, I'm over the moon. You cannot do it. I think we, one step at a time, I'm looking to the second edition where you bring the Khoitan leaders in so that we can hear them again and, and the progress that has been made. And I think we are one of the leaders in a country that said that one nation would. Freedom, fairness, opportunity, and diversity for all. I'm just happy about the diversity for all because it's a one...
1: Uh, Cynthia, unfortunately that line to you isn't great. I think of course uh, some areas that experience load shedding, it also just affects the quality of, of the line and we've, we've lost Cynthia there but I think the crux of what she was saying is that she's really happy um, that this step is at least taking place. Yes, there might be conversations around how um, these processes should uh, take place including the criterias but she's happy that um, at least we are at the Step as a nation. Anonymous in Durban, good morning.
5: Good morning, House How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you.
5: Yes. House uh, Katie, with this issue of Koi and San, I don't know if you know. Uh, I'm royalty for that matter. I know what I'm talking about, uh, what is happening. There are people walking around in most uh, 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 places where. There is a chief. They come to the to to, to the area and they ask around well, who is the chief in this place. For instance, they said no, it's Mister Mshachana, and they go to 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 these government places like in and they mm. go to Marispec, and they do a research about this uh, chief Mshachana, where his father his great grandfather like that, like that until to the end, and where the information is ending. That is where they start. Uh, they start their, how can I say, their, their existence. And they, they say, I see, they,
1: yeah,
5: okay. They, they, say, they say the first. Uh, they say the first person, and uh, who was a king mm. in this land, stole a land from us Koyemsons, and they're walking around in all these places and they're mobilizing mostly colored people. Some of them I have a friend he's, he's, uh, his mother is from Mauritius, and his father is from from uh, St Helena or something, and he was also a, a recruiter. I said, "Come, you're also koi and son, come and they, they, they're recruiting people to become uh, koi and son, and they, they, they go around and making History behind
1: the history that we have. Anonymous, I'm going to ask you just to to hold that thought for me. We've got a break coming up, but I'd really love to continue the conversation with you and and hear a bit more of of what you've seen. Hashtag S A F M Talking Point. We continue the conversation looking into the traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act. I'm still uh, taking your calls. Anonymous, what you're saying is so fascinating because it speaks to almost a a, a theft of of people's history, people's lineage, uh, but by those who are positioning themselves to to benefit strategically benefit in one way or or the other do you think that mm. do, do you think that there would be processes uh, like the one that is currently underway when people are applying do you think it will be easy to pick that up for the officials who are having to vet some of these documents
5: they, they do know the officials they do know mm. if you if you if you you, you, you speak to someone from from uh, the Department of uh, CoTA, they know what is happening, but it's not their place. You see, when they come to, 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 to Chief mm. they
0: said
5: they say to him, hey, Chief, you know what? <laughs> we know there are people who are claiming your land, but now you, mu- you must prove your history because these people, they have a history before your history. And they come with the big books, a lot of books. And most of these people are, Africans, are African people. They're white, Africans. They lost land uh, during uh, when they were fighting with, with the, uh, the, uh, the English and all those people. Now they're coming using these few Khoisan people because I do recognize that they are Khoi and San people and, people and the, the Namas and all those people that are still living today. And some of them are, are descendants of, of those people, but now they are using those people. They're standing behind them so that the land that the black people are crying about, they want to return it to them, it, it must, it, in a way, go, jump the black people and go to those and people and ended up in the hands of those uh, 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 African-speaking people who came outside of South Africa.
1: All right. All right, Anonymous. That's that's one perspective uh, that you've put on the table for us to think about today. Chris in Peter Maritzburg, good morning.
5: Good morning, Kathy. Um, see uh, where i get puzzled by the, the, the speakers, that the constitution enjoins all of us says so we the people i'm not sure if the suggestion is that it should say we people like the co secondly where does it, this whole discussion about uh, traditional leadership how do we how do we entrench it within our democratic uh, uh, environment because honestly uh other than what people have or constantly been saying that it should not be a tool or a mechanism of trying to enrich a few. Because as South Africans, we, all of us, including the Khoi, we, the people, means everyone. I'm not sure if they... they, they So, Chris, the the
1: argument that they are making is that if that were the case, we wouldn't need an act like we have today that also allows for the Khoi and the Sun to be officially recognized.
5: I would, I, w- I would have thought, I, 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 my reading of the traditional law, it, it, it just gives a framework that everyone needs to try and operate within that framework. It can't specify because uh, Bavenda would say, no, in our tradition, this is what Amazulu would say, no, in our tradition, this is our hierarchy. I think the laws that we currently have are sufficient, and it should the Yes, but but but
1: but if it didn't in include for the presence of chiefs who are a and son, then it it is discriminatory. It has been exclusionary.
5: I don't think so. Maybe that's where I disagree. I I think the laws are sufficient, and people have got the right to exist within the current laws, and all of us should try and exist within them. Um,
4: I mean, really. Look,
1: I, 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 I I hear what you're cra- what you're saying, Chris, but I think the point that you're making is actually moot because if it were in fact the case, we we wouldn't have this act that we have today. So I think, by virtue of this act being um, having been passed, it, it suggests that um, th- there is an acknowledgement of a discrimination of an exclusion that has existed within our system.
5: My my fear, uh is that we seem to be passing too many laws that we will fail even to implement or even fund by the way. Mm, mm. That's that's my greatest fear. That's, okay. Uh, yeah.
1: All right. Oh, all right, Chris. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let me take a Princess Belinda Peterson. Princess Peterson. Good morning. Good morning, Cassie. You're my favorite anchor
4: of Channel Four Five. You must just remember that. All right. Thank you so much for calling back. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes, Cathy. You see, I am very, very much upset. I'm from Western Cathy, in Cape Town, and I'm Princess principal in the Peterson. You know what? We have been sitting with a shameful past for more than 400 years. But you know what? We must be recognized. The people of the Koyen Sun must accept what the Koyen Sun Commission wants to do for us. We must allow them to do their work. You know why, Kathy? The tlapo Commission, that is the Act of 41 of 2003, it has allowed all the Nguni chiefs and the Bantu chiefs to be who they want to be. Now we have an Act. That Act is so flawed in all its things. But we've been standing outside of legislation all the years. We cannot say we can look up our history and... We have this, that and the other. Because while there's nothing, there's nothing in the archive. But we are sitting with the oral history. And this is what I said to the commission. Please accept our oral history, which was on the tongues of our mothers and our fathers, mm-hmm. which came from their mothers and their fathers. The other thing is this: this commission was here for one time in Western case. And it had to accommodate everybody from the surrounding area. And people had to leave for home. And they never gave the answers mm. because it was a question and answer session and they left without giving our people answers. So the work of the commission is not done in Western Cape. I know all the Ingunis and the Bunches are saying people in Western Cape have no history. They won't be recognized, but must remember. The Bunches and the Ingunis must remember. They must accept us because there's no equality. There's no equality. There's two different acts that that this government is now saying this is the Khoisan and this is the Bantus. But where's the equality in all of this, in this constitution? Pr- Princess Where Peterson, is the
1: equality? Do, do you foresee yes. a lot of contestation around who the rightful leaders, who the rightful chiefs are? Yes, there's going to be a lot of contestation because
4: government do not accept our history. Like, for instance, if I am saying to them that, our oh, this is my history. You proved me wrong and I'm giving them all the reference because I don't have money to, to do the research and to make an ID copy here, to certify there and to put all my siblings. Where am I going to get the money from, Kathy? Mm-hmm. This commission expects you to do all the copies and have a complete submission so that they can verify you. And where is the money? I'm going to ask that again. The work of the commission is not done in Western Cape. They must come back and they must come, please explain what they can do, where is the money, how they're going to fetch the money from government. And they must come and explain to us how they will recognize us as a people All because right. we are the first nation we were well, yeah, here, they found us here Kathy.
1: Alright, Princess Belinda Peterson there calling as you heard from the Western Cape it's 11 o'clock let me go to the news and I think what I'll do is I'll give uh, Chief Crawford Fraser uh, just an opportunity to wrap up after the news <coughs>
2: The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
1: All right, six after 11 o'clock at the final hour of the show. I just want to give Chief Crawford Fraser a chance just to also give his concluding remarks to the conversation we've been having looking at the Traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act. Uh, Chief Fraser, Yes, ma'am. Yes, I, I just Hello. want yes, I wanted you just to to give you a chance to respond to what our listeners were saying.
5: Remember there is a lot of people that will not agree with the act 3 of 2019. They have their constitutional right to disagree with anything on the planet. However, because I agree and you disagree, it doesn't mean I must agree with your disagreement. So <laughs> Whoever is agreeing with the Act 3 of 2019, they have the constitutional right to do so. The only reason why I'm doing it is because of the sake of my people. I am responsible for over 10,000 people in the Eastern Cape. And the mandate of those over 10,000 people are straightforward. We need to be part and parcel of decision-making within this province. All right. if, you, if, you listen to our, if you listen to our former president, uh, Baba Utabumbe. He said that this country is currently keeping audible silence on the horrid deeds of the past. We cannot look away because even the Holy Shafla Mandela, he died a koi. Taboom Beki, our former president, he acknowledged that he, he owed his being to the koi and the sand. If you listen even to Tata Jacob Zuma, he said that the trouble started when the Europeans came here and they met the koi and the sand. Listen to Julius Malema. He said that whoever came into this country found the Koi and the Sand here. I don't have time to argue about facts and about truth. The only thing I want is our people, the Koi and the Sand descendants, within the southern part of Africa, to see the light of day. Currently, we are choked. We are smothered. Mm. We can't breathe properly because we don't have room and space even to... To, to exhibit our culture, we have limitations forced upon us, not even by ourselves, but by laws that was governing us since the colonial apartheid regime.
1: All right, Chief Crawford Fraser, we'll leave it there on that note uh, for today. And of course, this is an issue that is far from over and one that we'll certainly need to keep an eye on, especially as the process then to um, have people apply and to select who the rightful chiefs, as it were, are going to be that are formally recognized. Uh, I think you're still going to have a lot of uh, contestations there.